Hi, I'm Susie, and I have pink hair. And I'm Alexis, and I'm wearing Crocs. Crocs and a hat covered in pins. And you're listening to Jawbreakers, the universe's best podcast. The universe's best podcast. Every episode, we look at celebrities and musicians to find fun little tidbits and conspiracies you won't see in magazines. We follow snack food mascots like Mr. Peanut and the Keebler Elves to make sure they're staying in their lane. And we do it all while eating candy and hitting jewels. And we do it all while eating candy and hitting jewels. Jawbreakers. <laughs> no, it's fine. Going down, down, and I'm running around. A loaded gun. Cock it and pull it. Another gun. Blah, blah. Cock it and pull it. Just like that. (laughs) We are Fallout Boy. (laughs) We are Fallout Boy. And you're listening to Jawbreakers. (laughs) If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) It came out a week ago on Patreon. Because we have a Patreon now. Yep. There are three tiers. $2, $6, $13. All of them grant you early access to episodes. So you can hear the podcast a full week before it comes out on the regular feed. There are bonus episodes probably eventually. No, there will be. There will be bonus episodes. <laughs> I was going to say, it's in the tier. It's, so it's in the tier. You can't already I've committed. It. Like, Maybe. Maybe. Maybe no, there will be. <laughs> I've been I've been making phone backgrounds. I really like the phone backgrounds. Yep, and at the two higher level tiers, you can get some phone backgrounds. Jawbreakers slash Nurmer Nurmer Network themed. Yeah, and at the highest tier, there's all kinds of shit. So we have good for you for two dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Get you early access. You got you got the job. For six dollars. Job spelled. J A W. Yeah. B. Yeah. As in job. Rakers. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> job rakers. Slash occupation. Mm-hmm. And you also get early access to the episodes, plus bonus episodes and weekly phone background download. Mm-hmm. We've got number three, for thirteen dollars a month. Lauren's favorite. Thirteen, because we graduated in twenty thirteen. And Lauren's favor, as in Pete Davidson. As in your Pete Davidson now. (laughs) Right, you get all the same, you get all the perks Pete Davidson gets. You were going to Jamaica for Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you get all the other stuff, plus Nurmer Nurmer sticker and signed postcard, time-lapse stop-motion filming, exclusive content, and behind-the-scenes content. Yep. So get ready. Very excited. Launched a Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash nurmer and I'll put it in the link tree, and I'll put it in the show notes, but patreon.com slash nurmer Um, have I told you about the website I found called isthisbandemo.com? 
No, but I love that. You literally, so it's isthisbandemo.com, and then you type in the band, and then it tells you if it's emo. Is Fallout Boy? That's what I was about to type. Uh, last time I looked up, I was looking things up for like an hour, because none of them were coming up as emo. Huh. So what counts? I think Elliot Smith was emo, but like My Chemical Romance wasn't. Okay, that's a flat out lie. Fall Out Boy is not an emo band. I emo, get... punk, pop, pop punk, now punk, now pop. So if My Chemical Romance was an emo, then yeah, Fall I don't Out know Boy about the validity is. of this. Oh, the first band who that made I, this? The first band that I looked up that came up as emo was Taking Back Sunday, which like I can I. I personally wouldn't describe Taking Back Sunday as emo. However, if someone else did, I wouldn't mind. So I just looked up My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance is not an emo band. Unlike high school, emo has a history longer than four years. Oh, is this a meme site? <laughs> Trying to just meme you? I'm going to visit it see what, what, what we got. Oh, and then you, if you type in Elliot Smith incorrectly, which I did. Right. It says, Elliot Smith is not an emo band. Try one more T. <laughs> oh, wait. Now it says Elliot Smith is not an emo band. Maroon 5 is not an emo band. Did I do this right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Jack Harlow is not in our system. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's even better. <laughs> Never... Never Shout Never is not an emo band. My balls just retreated. Yeah, they're absurd. That's pretty funny. Drake is not an emo band. We can't think of a more fair weather sport fan in the entire world. Stick with the Toronto Raptors, Drake. Just stay with them. Who the fuck? That's pretty good. All time low. Not an emo band. Neon tank tops is the only thing they have to say about that. Um, I'll take that. <laughs> Black Veil Bride is not an emo band. Missing a letter in a concept of what emo actually is. <laughs> Just, uh, forgot the S. Metro Station is not an emo band. Somewhere a Metro Station t-shirt is stopping a cold draft in your parents' house. That might be true. <laughs> 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 spelled Hawthorne Heights wrong and it says Hawthorne Heights is not an emo band. You're missing an E from this band and from understanding what the E in emo is too. <laughs> what happens if I spell it correctly? Oh, I spelled Hawthorne Heights wrong again. Are you sure it's not Hawthorne's height? I'm just... <laughs> uh, no, I keep spelling height wrong. Oh, that's right. <laughs> H-I-T-E. I just I need to spell this right correctly once. That's all. I can't stop thinking about the tequila thing. (laughs) Are you? Did you sign an NDA at work? Can you talk about? You want to? Do you want to? I can. I can. Yeah, it's fine. You don't have to. So we had a karaoke night at my work the other night, and karaoke was over (laughs) at like six. Oh, it was done. It was done, though. And there's a group. It was over at, like, 6. We closed at, like, 8. We closed at 8. 
And this group of like six or seven people walked in like after seven, probably like 7.20-ish. Like it wasn't to the point where it was like annoying. It wasn't 7.59. Right, exactly. Oh man, we missed emo night. Like, or, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, this was band emo. (laughs) No. We we missed karaoke. Oh no, no. And they're like making a scene about it. And one of my coworkers was like, I can see if we can put it on. And they're like, yeah, like, you're going to regret if you miss us. Like, you've got to see it. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> like, you've got to see it. Like, we worked really hard, blah, blah, blah. So they asked the manager, and he's, like, reluctant. But then, like, sure. It. And he puts on the karaoke again. Go and tell the guys, and they're like, all of a sudden, like, oh, you actually put it on just for us? And they're like, yeah. Like, you guys wanted to... You asked You you begged us. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, he's, like, coming up to me, and, like, he's just like, oh, I'm just really nervous. I'm shy. Like, I don't know if I can go on stage. And, like, my coworker and I were like, we'll hype you up. Like, come on. He just turned on karaoke for you. Like, it was a setup. It wasn't just, like, an easy thing. And... Other groups start doing karaoke, like other tables, and everything's just moving on swimmingly. The manager's still there, which I'm pretty sure he would have been gone if he hadn't set up karaoke yet. Then, it's at, it's after we close. It's like 8.05, and I'm like walking, and I look, and the guy's on stage, finally. And he's singing tequila, which is like three minutes of instrumental. <laughs> For one tequila. (laughs) And this man waited until after we were... He begged us for karaoke. Then chickened out and realized what an idiot he was. Such a brilliant cop-out. After close, finally said, alright, I gotta do it. I have the nerve. I have the nerve to go on stage right now. Did you... Was there a screen with lyrics? Yeah! (laughs) Did just say tequila? Yeah, he kept saying instrumental. <laughs> and I went up to like the coworker who got the manager to put it on, and I was like, dude, that's the guy. And she was like, you're joking. That's him. That is not the guy. I was like, it's the guy. And then she looks, and she's like, oh, my God. I, like, I, or haven't felt that trolled in years. Takes a special someone. <laughs> that man who just goes on stage to karaoke tequila. I, yeah. I've spent a lot of time thinking about, like, what the most obnoxious touch tune song to play would be. Mm-hmm. But I've never really thought about <laughs> the what takes the cake for a karaoke. <laughs> and it might be tequila. It's either, like, tequila, maybe, like, Sandstorm, if that's even ever an option, you know? But tequila works because there's there is a what there is a singing part and an instrumental part <laughs> and an instrumental part. I couldn't believe it. That's brilliant. I had never seen anything like it. I wasn't. I was in shock. Also, we thought like we thought their group had like a whole routine or something. Because they like, made. We thought they were all going to go so up. Excited. We thought they were going to do a dance. We were excited for it. Like, we were, like... You thought they were the next One Direction? Straight up. Like, we thought something crazy was going to happen on that stage. Thought it was a weird place to debut it. (laughs) (laughs) But, 
and then this motherfucker goes up and seeks tequila. Um, speaking of strange things seen in the wild of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, two things. First of all, when I was walking back from the gas station just now, there was a mask and some vomit. Sorry, I should have put a warning. <laughs> and the, it appeared that someone threw their, threw up their mask. Like, threw up, <laughs> and the mask went with it. Yeah. And I hadn't thought about that. And it kind of made me laugh. I mean, it was disgusting, and it was in a gas station parking lot, but it did make me laugh. The other thing is, I know someone who works at Boston Market, and they have a drive through <laughs> They have a drive through And she said the other day... Someone ordered six hams from the drive-thru. I was gonna say, don't they serve, like, full meal? <laughs> like They ordered six hams in the drive-thru and nothing else. And I was like, what the fuck? Drive-thru orders six hams? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't. And her perspective of the story was that it was stressful to try to, like, get this car, like, get the next person, because they had to make... I don't know how... I don't know, Did they like, get them to, like... I don't know. Hey, if can you pull up? They must have. But imagine not going inside or calling ahead for six hams. Can you imagine being the person behind? Like, and then just seeing like six so, fucking hams going through the window. Like, oh, that's why I've been here for forty-five minutes. But yeah, a Boston Market has a drive-through. That's the, exactly the reason I was surprised they had a drive-through. Because right. people go there to get a ham. And, like, potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> so now we know that it, it does function exactly the way you think it does. Have you seen the thing going around about, in Pennsylvania, the number... It's like, it was, it was a picture that had the number one place people go to after a game in each state. Mm-hmm. And Pennsylvania was Auntie N's, like the pretzel shop. And every, every person's like, so you're telling me after a Steelers game, people are driving to the mall? <laughs> right, where else is one? A, a pretzel. And also before I saw, like, maybe a day or two before I saw that, I saw a TikTok of someone who was like, why are Auntie Anne's just in the mall? Like, I would go to a standalone Auntie Anne's, but they're just at the mall. Like, mm-hmm. what's the deal? And so I had already been thinking about it. And then also in the same week, I saw a, a drive through pretzel shop in Monroeville. Have you seen it? No. I really want to go. But it's tiny. And it's a drive through and they sell pretzels. But it's not like a chain. It's And any, it's not in a mall. But yeah, all of these people are like, what are you talking about? Who in Pennsylvania is just going to a mall after a game? I can't picture a building. I'm just picturing... Just a little stand, just out in in the in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> like no roof. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. roof. <laughs> Their door is just like a little thing that goes to like below your hip. <laughs> They're just making pretzel dough in the air. You know. <laughs> yep. Okay. Did you watch the J team? <laughs> I did. Did you? I did. How do you? How did you feel? So it's a kid's movie. It is a kid's movie. I can't get over our neighbor telling us that her little cousin or whoever was eight and the eight-year-old was like, I'm too old for Jojo Siwa. I feel like 
It was an adequate eight-year-old movie. That's what I was thinking, but then I was like, what if it's not? What if it's for, like, four-year-olds? But then that a lot of it would go over a four-year-old's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I was watching it, and I was thinking, like, kind of, it reminded me a little bit of the Lizzie McGuire movie, which mm-hmm. I enjoy. To, I know I enjoy it to this day, just because it's, like, nostalgic. I don't think if I watched it for the first time today. <laughs> it wouldn't have as much impact. Right. But when that came out, I must have been... Like, at least ten, but... I don't Actually, I don't know. When did that come out? 2003. Okay, so I was eight. <laughs> I think I eight. was seven. Maybe, yeah. so, like, an eight-year-old that isn't all cool already. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. I guess I don't know what eight-year-olds today are like. I don't know what eight-year-olds are like. Yeah, that's a hard one to pin down. Because they can also just watch TikTok, you know? Right, so that might not... That's true. But maybe they only follow JoJo Siwa on TikTok. It also felt weird because it felt like there were a ton of references to like Dance Moms. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So let's so talk many. about this. Um, we're going to spoil it because you're not going to watch it. You're not eight. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to. Like, <laughs> you was... literally don't have to watch yeah. it. Yeah. It, okay. So basically, JoJo Siwa playing herself in every sense of the word. Yeah. Fully playing herself. Is on a dance team, not unlike Dance Moms, highly competitive. The only goal is to win because at the beginning of the movie, the old dance, this part is not Dance Moms, but at the beginning of the movie, the old dance instructor who's like very kind, Mm -hmm. so loving, so inspirational, retires or something. Yeah. Sells the studio to someone named Poppy, and Poppy is an evil witch. Yeah. She doesn't have magic powers, but she she's mean. Her entire goal is to smash the dreams of the competition and get first place at nationals and whatever. Right. And in order to do that, she has this really strict, regimented, grayscale uniform, everyone moves in sync always, there's no solos kind mm-hmm. of a style. Kind of reminded me of the... Uh, opening ceremonies of the Chinese Olympics. <laughs> yeah, it's a little creepy. It's... It's... Yeah, it's like robotic. Yeah. And, and she doesn't like things that sparkle. She hates She hates glitter. So, by association, hates Jojo Siwa and doesn't let her wear a bow. My, I'm, I'll be honest, my jaw dropped. She made her throw away her bow. Mm-hmm. Also, it's practice. Yeah, come I on. Could, uh, I could understand her getting pissed if JoJo tries to pull that, like, at competition. Right, and they've and, already got their costumes right. set. I could understand her getting mad, but... So, it's that. And then, in order to still compete and to celebrate her uniqueness, JoJo Siwa goes to a park... Finds a bunch of athletes similar in age. Oh wait, to her. she brings her actual dog. Name. Oh yeah. I assume it's her actual dog. I think so, Bobo. But Jojo it was Siwa's her... legitimate dog. Right. Jojo Siwa makes her own team. She shows up at competition. She has a couple friends on the old team. She's trying to navigate the waters of what do we do? I'm on a new team now. You're you're still dancing for this woman who hates me, and. 
they're scared of the coach, but they're trying to be good friends still. And Jojo has all these new friends. So it's like, what do we do? Are we still friends with Jojo? Does she still like us? But also, like, are we being good friends by not standing up to this coach, etc.? Eventually, Jojo... Everyone's scared of her. Everyone's scared of her. It's pretty... I would be scared of her. I... Yeah. I would. Yeah. And then Jojo has the J-team, competes, gets second place, but, like, is celebrating second place because they got to all do their own moves. Poppy's team gets first place. Then they go to nationals. Poppy actually, like, ends up sabotaging herself, sort of, because Jojo's two friends end up helping out Jojo instead of Poppy, and the whole whole routine gets ruined, and Jojo wins. Yep. And she gets to be herself. Then she gets her friends back. Mm-hmm. So that's a basic plot. It's a pretty standard plot. <laughs> yeah. There was zero ounce of romance. Oh, I love that. Jojo Siwa is complete. This is how, when we first talked about her music before she even came out, mm-hmm. we were like so out of her zone. Has nothing to do with her like career. Yeah. And wasn't this the movie where she like made a big thing about how like they wanted her to kiss a boy and she was like Mm-mm. i don't want to do that was a different movie that was a different one yeah i couldn't remember if that was the same one i don't even know who she would kiss there's like almost no boys yeah in this i was movie. <laughs> which i really liked there when she gets all the athletes it's like a girl who plays football and like a girl whose mom yeah. told her that cheer wasn't a real sport and another girl who like played soccer i don't yeah. know but and then there was some boys in there too, but they didn't have speaking parts, which yeah. I kind of liked. There's only to like be one boy who had speaking parts. Right. He was in another dance team. And, and he might have been gay. Right. Jojo Siwa has a movie for you. But has Abby Lee Miller seen this movie? Dude, I don't know. Because, like, they're tight. Mm hmm. Like, they hang out for, like, Thanksgiving and stuff. The thing is. It's not like Jojo Siwa wrote the movie, but she did produce it. And she definitely would know that Abby Lee Miller is harsh and made her sad and cry on national television for being unique. Right. She definitely... I know Jojo would see the correlation there. Also, like, Abby was so mean to her on Mm -hmm. the show. But now, Abby, obviously, Jojo's a bigger star than Abby Lee and, like... You know, by a long shot, right? In like pop world, JoJo's probably a bigger star than Maddie. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's Sia's kid's name? Yeah, (laughs) I was thinking that too because Maddie Ziegler, who's also on Dance Moms, is like I don't know if she really does anything besides work with Sia. If she does, I'm sure she does in the dance. I'm sure she does in the dance world. Yeah, but other than that, I think she mostly works with Sia. And then the last thing was the movie. Oh, she was in that Shia LaBeouf video? Mm, no, the movie Sia did about autism. Oh, shit, I forgot about she that. Was Maddie Mad- in that? Maddie was oh. the kid! No. Maddie was the kid with autism. Yeah, so I don't know. Anyway, so clearly Maddie has... Maddie's on a different... Yeah. Maddie's in a different world. Right. She's not a global Also, phenomenon. I feel like Maddie probably doesn't want to be friends with Abby. You know? Yeah. Kind of crazy, though. That so, they made but, this movie. That... Right. So, but I feel like Abby tries to cling on to Jojo as much as she can for like clout. <laughs> Abby Lee Miller's a clout chaser. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. 
She probably credits herself for JoJo's success. Would you say... Uh, okay, now that you've said that, it's not quite the same. I was gonna say, is it like Dr. Phil and Bad Baby? <laughs> but Dr. Phil has more going on than Abby Lee Miller. <laughs> That's a funny way to think about it. I don't know, because JoJo, like, has Abby on for things. You know what I mean? But in any event, certainly reminiscent, especially because if you watch Dance Bombs, Abby Lee Miller's so mean to all those kids. And Poppy was so mean to the kids in that movie. And also, like, I'm pretty sure there were episodes of Abby Lee where she would tell Jojo, like, this isn't about you, basically. This isn't your show. Yeah. There was quite a few. Go ahead. Wasn't there a kid on, wasn't that girl on Dance Mom named Nina? Nia. Oh, I was like. (laughs) Little on the nose, buddy. (laughs) Not even trying. Yeah. But then I was like, I don't think. Like, Neo was a nice kid. I don't think she's basing this character off of her. Right, Neo was a nice kid. Also, um, when, like, the old coach, basically, because she becomes, like, her mentor afterwards, when she's like, what's your ultimate dream? All I could think about was ultimate dance company thing, which was the first show that JoJo was on. Abby's ultimate dance competition? Mm-hmm. That was the first show JoJo was on before Dance Moms. Also, it's called Abby Lee Dance Company and what was it? Poppy's Performing Arts Center? Yep. Not the same, but same idea. Just saying. Wonder if Abby Lee Miller's seen it. I looked on, I was looking on Letterboxd at reviews for Mm J-Team and Abby Lee Miller didn't leave a review yet, so (laughs) don't worry. There were some funny moments. There were some moments that were legitimately witty. Yeah. One of my favorites was... Well, there was a lot, there was a lot of, like, anti-jokes in it, and I didn't expect that. Like, one of them was, when Poppy is first introduced, there's, like, almost this Darth Vader music playing, and she's walking into the room, and one of the kids, maybe JoJo, is like, do you hear that? It almost sounds like she has her own theme song, and it's her phone ringing. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. There's another moment where when JoJo and her friends from the old team are having their friend break up, the Mm -hmm. friend, like, ships a pillow that's embroidered, and before she reads it, I assumed it just said, like, I'm sorry or something, because she's like, it's exactly as it says, like, my feelings are exactly as it says on the pillow, and then they cut to the pillow. And JoJo's like, they really put anything on a pillow these days. Right. (laughs) And it cuts to the pillow, and it's like... We didn't give Poppy your dance moves. She saw me practicing them and asked if she could have them, and I was too afraid to say no. That one made me laugh so hard. I actually laughed on that one. It's really funny. Like, that would be in an adult. Right, that was really funny. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong, not a good movie. It's a kid's movie. The acting's terrible. (laughs) Literally don't see it unless you have an eight-year-old. Right. Or RNA? No, this is an explicit podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If you're eight, sign out. We're not (laughs) to stop listening. The actor who plays Poppy? Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember what I knew her from. She was the wife on My Wife and Kids. And she was also on Martin. Hmm. And Little Shop before. She is five foot four. And the whole time I was watching it, I was like, JoJo's so fucking tall. JoJo is tall. And there tall. were some scenes where I was like, 
I wonder if they're doing... I think they're doing the Taylor Swift thing, where, like, they make all of Taylor Swift's dancers really tall, or, like, stand in ways so it doesn't make her look like a monster. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, JoJo's so tall, and when I saw that she was five... That Tisha Campbell's 5'4", it made me laugh a lot to, like, picture them. JoJo's, like, 6'8". Yeah. <laughs> She's really tall. She's 6'5". Is that... Wait, are you joking? Jojo Siwa? Yeah. Is over 6 feet tall, actually? It says so. It says 6'5"? Wait, 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 wait. Nope. This is Jonathan Joestar? No. Yeah, good. I was like, that is... (laughs) Like, I'm... I know she's tall, but like... Oh, I just put JoJo height. That's why. <laughs> I was like, why is this... 5'9". Five 5'9". Nine. Five nine. That makes more sense. Yeah. But if she was six feet tall, I would not be shocked. Yeah, same. Okay, wait. We have to talk about JoJo's outfits. Oh so JoJo's God. outfits are not new to us. We've seen the tours of her house. Mm-hmm. We follow her online. Seen her... Seen clips of her live shows. I am speechless at... So Jojo Siwa, <laughs> it's like, so she she can't be told no mm-hmm. for things that are harmless. Like, she will not be told no. She's like, this is me, no matter what. I feel like when somebody's like, hey, maybe edit down this look. She's like, put more. Right. Put more. Did you know she does, like, her own makeup for her shows? I did know that. So she does... Like, I don't have... The closest thing I can come to describing it is clown. But not in, like... Not... Not not clown derogatory. Right. Clown respectable performance. Right. Because she does the craziest... She does a heart around her eye. That's, like, nearly half her face. Like, huge. Nothing subtle about it. Right. There's, like, jewels. She glues jewels to the majority of her face like phantom of the opera style mask (laughs) and in the last one of the last scenes of this movie when she thinks her team isn't showing up she shows up by herself and she's wearing (laughs) this full glitter suit with coattails and they glitter on every single part of it and she's got her face with full glitter and the heart eye and like it just blew my mind because no one else is doing that. I was like nervous laughing when the, she showed up in that. Because like Dude, I didn't. She doesn't give a fuck. Have... <laughs> she goes to her real shows like that, Those and are she's real not. Shows. And her audience isn't people on drugs. I once, <laughs> I went to a Cat Power show. Mm-hmm. I think about this pretty often, but there's one of the guys in her band. They're all like a lot older not a lot but you know they were all like 40s 50s and up mm-hmm. and there was this guy in her band who had like the craziest biggest glam rock hair but he's also like not this famous guy you know like i'm sure he makes a perfectly good living off of being cat cat powers guitarist but like i wouldn't recognize him right even the next day but his hair and like was insane. And this woman, I just remember this, these people behind me were talking and they were like, this is this man's real hair. He just goes out in public like this. Like, this is just how this man lives his life. 
And that's how I thought about Jojo. Like, Jojo Siwa made me think of him, because just going out doesn't care. That makes me think of that lady at Denny's, too. There's this lady at Denny's who had a haircut that was, like, bob in the front, spiked in the back. But it was, like, three times as long could have been. To the point where she almost looked like Rick from Rick and Morty. (laughs) She just committed to it. Yeah. She looked great. She was also, like, a manager or something. I was very impressed. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to work there. Yeah, I wanted to work for her as well. Yeah, maybe not there. Yeah. I'm I'm actually good on that Denny's. (laughs) Okay, so I've been watching um, some of Baz Luhrmann's films. Okay, bet you're shocked I'm still on this. Mm, (laughs) I watched Romeo and Juliet. Really good. Mm-hmm. It's Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes, and the like, m- the man from the house of whatever that Juliet's supposed to actually marry is Paul Rudd. Whoa. Nineteen ninety six. Paul Rudd, Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> Claire Danes. Weird. There was a lot of big names in there. It was kind of distracting. Really good, though. And that's when I was like, oh, Baz Luhrmann doesn't just... He just has a really strong directing style. I was too harsh on him last week. But then I watched his first movie, which is called Strictly Ballroom. And it's this over-the-top, campy-as-fuck, but not theatrical in the way that Great Gatsby and Romeo and Juliet are. (sighs) And Moulin Rouge. Not not over-the-top in that way, but like... The whole point of it is that these people take ballroom dancing very seriously, and there's only certain steps you're allowed to do. And then this one guy says, "No, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna do my own steps." And everyone's got this like insane makeup. They all act like ballroom dancing is life or death, and that's kind of the joke of the whole movie. It's like all of the comedy is based around just how absurd these people are acting about ballroom dancing. But I watched it back to back with this JoJo Siwa movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same it's basically the same plot and then it also oc- occurred to me that if Jojo Siwa wanted to do like more adult type it's possible she could do she if she wanted to go full camp she could still do the full Jojo with the coattails and everything for a movie like Strictly Ballroom right but that's actually a really good movie I recommend it underrated was his first movie? It was his first movie, so it doesn't have, like, the crazy soundtrack thing that he does. That's what that's what I've always focused on. That's what I've always known about his movies. Uh-huh. But it's really cute. It's tech- It was categorized on Google as a rom-com, but it's not normal comedy. It's really smart because the joke is on everybody in the movie <laughs> for them giving so many shits about ballroom dancing. And it kind of, it reminded me of I, Tonya, which is like, oh, yeah. I, Tonya is obviously trying to emulate that mm-hmm. time period. So it made perfect sense. But this is like raw from the early 90s. So great movie. Very similar to the J team. Do you recommend watching them back to back? Yeah, why not? Which one should you watch first? Strictly ballroom, probably. <laughs> so that if you get bored, you can leave the room during JoJo. <laughs> you, you've had enough you won't really miss anything 
That JoJo movie, too, I felt like they had some pretty emotionally mature responses to things. I know it's written by adults, and JoJo is actually an adult now, but, like, I appreciated that they didn't... It still surprises me. I liked when, like, her friends were, like, trying to make up and, like, apologize to her and, like, can we still be friends type of thing. And I liked that she said, maybe, I'm still sad and hurt. Like, the fact that she was able to voice that to them. I loved that. Yeah. I also loved when the friends... And that they were like, okay, like, that's fair. Right. The friends also at one point were like, oh, I'm kind of, like, jealous and angry that she doesn't have to dance under Poppy. Am I a bad person? And the other friend was like, no, that's, like, normal. Yeah, you're just jealous. We're just jealous of Jealousy is normal. Yeah. As long as we're not mean about it, it's a normal feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And also, when the friend does end up apologizing, she's like, you know, I- I'm so sorry, this is all my fault. And Joe just like, it is. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't like, it's okay. I'm- also, for like JoJo style, like the stuff she puts out, pretty good for, like, good for her for showing that because it's not i don't i think i kind of expected it to be all pretty happy-go-lucky mm-hmm. it's so inspirational on such like a little kid level you know yeah it really and to see it as an adult because especially most of what i watch and listen to is so cynical or like horror movies and things you know and you watch something like this and jojo's entire message is to be yourself yeah. To the best of your ability at all times, and you should encourage everyone else to be themselves too. Yeah. And that's not something you hear as an adult very much. Yeah. That it's really tried. People will try to instill that in kids, and then you're meant to carry it for the rest of your life. Right, and it's also for like when they try when they do try and instill that, it's it feels like for really absurd things. I don't know. It was just I like that she. It was just like simply like. This girl wants to play football. Do cool. it. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. We'll use your football moves. You like playing soccer? It looked awesome. Yeah. And then she, like, there was this point where they were all, like, when she got all the kids together, and they all said, we're not dancers. And she's like, sure you are. <laughs> and then she's like, show me your favorite soccer move. And then the girl, like, does this whole soccer dance. And then JoJo does it to, like, a beat. And then the girl who did the soccer dance was like, I did that? She's like, yeah, you did it. Yeah. It was so sweet. Yeah. Just follow your dreams. I I know she does, like, a whole, like, queen montage in her shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think some of those songs are for this movie. Yeah, I think so, too. But, but not all are, of them. There are a couple of them that I've heard before. Right, on your JoJo Siwa playlist. You know what song was so good? The, the You and I. I. Oh. It's a really good I song. I was thinking, that's, yeah. I also had a laugh because Ed Sheeran has a song called The You and I. But it's about going to uni and breaking up. <laughs> but no, it's like, you can't spell unique without you and I. You can't spell... But it's not even, it's... But it's not, not like, even in a rom- romantic sense. It's like... No, 
It's you, like me? we're all on a team. Yeah. And the bows at the end, they didn't. At the, I don't think they won at the end, or did they? They um, didn't show it them didn't winning, really but they had a they had a giant trophy. I think they won, but like it didn't matter. Deleted scene, director's cut. <laughs> J team, give it to me now. But I want to watch J team with the commentary <laughs> from Abby Lee Miller and JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanna, I would watch a 90 minute Abby Lee Miller reacts to J-Team on YouTube um, <laughs> but Jojo gives everyone a bow and she gives them all like different colors and different patterns and stuff that represent their personality and she's like they're all different because we're all unique but they're all bows because we're all on the same team yeah doesn't that just make you want to cry it does <laughs> And then they all just dance to Dream, D-R-E-A-M. Great song. Great song. Yeah. So you like it? (laughs) Uh, I like that it exists in the world. I'm glad it exists. Right. Again, don't necessarily need to watch it again. We're very much not the audience. (laughs) Also, I I know that if I was the right age when that came out, I would have ate that shit up. Oh, I would have. If I was I the wrong age, I would have never watched JoJo again. <laughs> but if you, I see that. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Like if you were already into like My Chemical Romance or something, mm-hmm. fuck that. You're like fuck you, man. Right, but if you were like right at the sweet spot, I'd want a bow. Oh yeah, that's a Girl Scout as fuck movie. <laughs> yeah, if you know a, a Girl Scout under the age of ten, show them this movie. <laughs> Um, JoJo's gonna be in Dancing with the Stars. We... <laughs> Dude, she posted a picture on Instagram yesterday of her... It might have been a paparazzi picture, actually. One of her days of rehearsal. And she was wearing, like, the most, like, mafia tracksuit. <laughs> She's, like, fully doing something. She's a fashion icon. Little did Jessalyn Siwa know when she first made a bow for her she toddler. Knew. Are you kidding me? That's true, huh? <laughs> Jojo like came out of the womb and threw up a peace sign, probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Jess has like baby photos, like newborn baby photos with her in a bow. Like giant bows. The difference between Jojo and pretty much every other kid on Dance Moms is that it's obvious she wanted to be there. It's obvious. I'm not saying the other kids don't want to be there, but JoJo is one of those people who, there are people like this who know they're born for celebrity. And are going to do whatever. And they're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I remember when we were watching Dance Moms, her relationship with Jess, uh, most of the kids' moms, like when they actually had like deep moments, but it was usually like sad, but like Jess was like on her side i don't know they had like their i don't know jess just seemed supportive of whatever jojo needed Mm-hmm. and it, i didn't get any like opportunistic mm-hmm. it was really just like jojo can do it like do i think I if jojo would have been like i don't want to do this mm-hmm. jess would have been like okay fuck fuck abby lee miller you know what i mean right absolutely let's start your own team right like <laughs> i'm glad jojo was born during that time and not Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. 
JoJo got to invent her own platform. Yeah. Yeah, she and yeah, she's had had a lot of control this whole time. Right. Whereas, that's kind of new. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. I had looked up Strictly Ballroom, and these photos are really good. Dude, they're really good. <laughs> I mean, it's so it's almost like John Waters level camp, but slightly less. It's not full pink flamingos, but it's like. It's a special movie. And I don't think... Nah, that sounds pretentious. It's not for everybody. I don't think everyone would get it. But that's kind of how Baz Luhrmann is. Not everyone likes that shit. Did Romeo and Juliet have, like, the music theme? Mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet's crazy. It's like cars and guns and stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, there's a gun... Like, the gun will be called Dagger. And it's fully the original script... It's the original Shakespeare script, but they're, like, in gangs and have tattoos and business jobs, and the narrator at the beginning and the end is a television reporter, but it's all fully the Shakespeare script. <laughs> yeah, Romeo and Juliet's pretty cool. I I liked it. Claire Danes looks so fucking little in it, though, and that was stressing me out. She was 17. Jeez. And... It was, like, right after My So-Called Life. Did you ever watch that? Uh-uh. It's a good show. My So-Called Life was, like, 1995, I think. hmm And then she did Romeo and Juliet, and I was, like, a little bit sketched out. Because there's, like, a... There's, like, one scene that just made me uneasy, because it was, like, a sexual scene. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that, like, her midriff and arms were like exposed under sheets it wasn't actually graphic it's a pg-13 movie but it something about it i was like uh she's still a minor and leonardo dicaprio is like 22 but then i googled it and jared leto is a full eight years older than her and he played she the love interest in my so-called life and they i'm pretty sure had sex in that show or at least implied sex He's not okay. I did a poll on my personal Instagram and said, is Jared Leto creepy? And it literally got 100% yes. Over 100 votes. Plus, more than one, not just one, more than one person with a personal story related to Jared Leto. 30 Seconds to Mars is not an emo band, if you were wondering. I was wondering. But yeah, no, I've wondered that too, because my so-called life, he's kind of like hot. And so like, when I was first introduced to him, I was like, oh, he's cool. Yeah. No. I was first introduced to him with 30 Seconds to Mars. And so he's hot. Yeah, totally. But also, he's related to... Not related, not blood-related, but he um, is, like, the most photographed person by Terry Richardson, that photographer who's a pervert. You know about Terry Richardson? It sounds familiar. He did what... I think he did Miley's first topless shoot. Okay. And it's not just that his his photographs are provocative, because obviously I have nothing against that, but, like, I think he, like, touches people in ways that they don't consent to while he's photographing them. But if you look at his blog, which I have, um, because I love celebrity photos, if you look at his blog, like, every third shoot is Jared Leto. I didn't realize Jared Leto had been around for so long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he, the fact that he's the domestic violence joker. 
person. I think it makes it, like, that Joker already questionable with the way it's written, but the fact that it's him, I think, escalates it. You know, like, the whole thing about how, like, all 2000s pop punk slash emo is, like, perverts? Yeah. I feel really grossed out right now about 30 seconds. (laughs) Like, like, it's... That he was doing something else. And then he joined And then he was like, hmm, where's my people? Right. Something about that is really disgusting. And then he's like, my hair's black now. Yeah. Yeah. Let me wear eyeliner. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is actually pretty gross. Yeah. It's one thing to like... He's like, where's my boys at? These... As also like not saying it's fine that these people... Gross it, it'd be better. one thing if it was just a like a coincidence or something like right. oh i'm already really into this right and so by happenstance right. there's also quite a few of us who are perverts right no he saw the scene and was like get me there <laughs> yeah, that's after he already it was like a, an established actor right yeah like he was fine he didn't he was in fight club <laughs> canceled canceled i'm not on his j team <laughs> this Joker team. <laughs> I saw a review for Birds of Prey. Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? The Harley Quinn movie? I think so. I'm not positive. I saw a review Something for it like that. that was like, this movie is good, but it'd be better if Boz Lerman directed it. And I was like, damn. I think I'm a Boz Lerman stan. All of a sudden. It sounds like you are, yeah. <laughs> He's coming out with a movie called Elvis. About Elvis. Costello or Presley? Thank you for asking. <laughs> Presley. And guess who's fucking in it? Not Jared Leto. Leonardo DiCaprio. No, great All guess. Right. No, another great guess. Wait, let me give you a hint. He doesn't play Elvis, but who is in every fucking movie about a white man in American history? Mr. Rogers. Fucking Disney. Saving Mr. Tom Banks. Hanks. Tom Hanks is in the Elvis movie. Is he the guy who gives Elvis drugs? Uh, maybe. He's the manager. Did his manager give him drugs? I'm sure he helped. I'm sure he helped. <laughs> and then I, I googled the manager and I was like, yeah, dude, he could. He could be this. Because Tom Hanks is every generic white man in history. But he doesn't play Elvis, so that's good. They're not trying to He's fool playing him. Elvis. I looked him up, but I already forgot his name. He had, like, a Disney start, but he's always been, like, a background character, and he... Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah, they're like, let's look at the cast of Bizarre Vark to get our Elvis. <laughs> no, whoever it was, it seemed like an alright fit. And everybody... I was reading a bunch of, like, Lana Del Rey fans really wanted her to be in that movie. As Priscilla. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of um, Elvis purists who are like, fuck off Lana Del Rey fans. So we'll see how that goes down. It's supposed to come out next year. I don't know if it all, I don't know, you know, COVID. But. Olivia Dijon is playing Priscilla Presley. Austin Butler. Austin Butler's playing Elvis. If you look at him, you can see it. He was in Switched at Birth. <laughs> He had like a, he was like a one episode of Wizards of Waverly Place or something. I can see it. 
I'm guessing this is like his debut into legitimate acting. Or let me see. That's oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's in it. I love Maggie Gyllenhaal. She plays Gladys Presley. It's gotta be like a mom or something, right? But yeah, you know I love Baz Luhrmann. I I am almost done with his movies. I still have to watch Australia with Hugh Jackman. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. I've seen. I haven't seen it, but I've seen the um, pictures. And then there's another one. But he has six movies that have been released. I've watched four. And you still gotta watch Great Gatsby. I know, I chance. wanna watch Great Gatsby. Whoa, this is not what I expected him to look like. Boz Lerman? Yeah. Just an old-ass Australian man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He looks like, uh... Oh, I can't think of... I don't know. Some old man in a commercial. I can't think of exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking of. It's not Orville Redenbacher, but it's... My so brain funny. went to the... Do you remember that guy who would dance for the Six Flags commercials? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, his birthday's coming up. When is it? September 17th. We should do an episode. <laughs> Every episode's I was about it. Say, yeah, now we'll talk about it. You just clip together off. everything. <laughs> oh, he made the show The Get Down. The fuck is that? It's a Netflix show. I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it. Huh. American musical drama television created by Boz Lerman. And Stephanie Ghirardelli. <laughs> Viewed on Netflix. I'm sorry, what was the name? Oh, it was cancelled after the first season. All the best shows are. The series is set in the South Bronx region of New York City in the late 70s. The title refers to a part of disco and R&B records that could be repeated using multiple turntables. Oh, a five episode second part concluded the series was released in April of 2017. Hmm. Mm, Jaden Smith comes out in it. David Diggs is in it? Yeah, he rap narrates the series. <laughs> His rapping voice is dubbed by Nas. Wow. I gotta watch this ASAP. Yeah, hey, beep, 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 can't come into work today. <laughs> Little busy. Yeah, this seems right up your alley. <laughs> Man, I just love people dancing. I can't believe Glee is such a gateway drug to full-blown musical appreciation. <laughs> It's one of the, I don't know, that's one of the things I've developed a taste for as an adult. That and coconut. I thought you were about to say cocaine, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just fully recording. That, and I do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> Didn't care for it. Wasn't interested as a kid. Yeah, it just wasn't my thing. <laughs> then turned 18. Wow. This seems like a cool show. Damn, I just started a new telenovela. I'm gonna have to put it on hold. I'm pretty sure you can finish this pretty quick. Faster than the telenovela. <laughs> yeah. I found the telenovela by googling the, one of the actress names from the one I already watched. And literally fucking... I already knew this was the case, but seeing it is wild. Half the cast is identical. And then I was like trying to look at the houses, because I was like, these gotta be the same houses. And there's like a couple that I'm not sure, because ev- all the furniture is different. But, like, the main house is the exact oh, same house. Yeah, because they probably stopped filming one and go film the other, like, the same day. Uh, but, like, it fucking kills me because, like, oh, this woman played this other woman's mom. Now she plays. Nobody bats She's Now she's the... Like, they know it's her, but they don't... She's the mechanic, but the daughter still lives in the same house she lived in in the other show. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to picture her as an actor, like... You were my mom for 160 episodes. Now you're my enemy. 
in the same set. Like on The Office, Jenna Fisher has said, she said it like when they wrapped up and she's like continued to say it, like that she would never work on that set again. Mm -hmm. Like just like in that, it's just like a studio building. Right. But she's like, she was offered to do like a game show or something. And then she saw the address and she said she couldn't do it because she didn't want to like, like, she's like, I don't think I'd be able to just like show up and pretend like this wasn't right my home for 11 years yeah i mean i guess 160 episodes of a telenovela though is like a year <laughs> true but it is wow. something about it blows my mind and like this woman who played like really high class aunt in the show i already watched now like works at the tiki bar and yeah, makes zero like money along, right? they must they must all be half of them are married to each other yeah that makes sense yeah, they like those people will have a whole little realm. <laughs> yeah, I can't even think of like an equivalent. I it's mind blowing. Kind of need to close this Jared Leto Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck Mary Kill Jared Leto. No, <laughs> Jojo Siwa. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're doing? No. Good. I was like, what the fuck? Kill Jojo. <laughs> Mary Leto. <laughs> fuck Boston. <laughs> fuck Mary Kill. Bows, Glitter, and the song Tequila. That's Mary Glitter. It'll always be around. It get, will always be around. Can't get rid of it. Can never get rid of it. Um, the fuck tequila. Yeah, same. Karaoke song. Yeah, it's a real fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I'm killing bows. That's fine. Nothing really against them. Just... Yeah, just... If I had to juice. Mm-hmm. Troll.